0: Thank you.
1: Welcome to the Great Detectives Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you've got a comment, please feel free to email me, uh, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Uh, be sure to every month cast your vote for the show on Podcast Alley, podcastalley.greatdetectives.net, and uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com radio detectives. Well, before we do get started with today's program, I do want to let you know, if you have got a business and you'd like to uh, advertise on The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, uh, we're more than happy to uh, work with you on that. The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio has an ever-growing audience. up to about 4,000 people who download each episode, with about 80% of those in the United States and about another 9% uh, in Canada, and the rest uh, throughout the world. So if you do business and want to have a nationwide reach, this is a great place to advertise, or if you just want to be able to let people know that your business sponsors the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, that can be a great opportunity as well. You can sponsor individual programs for the whole show. If you're interested, email box13 at greatdetectives.net for more details. Well, we're going to get into today's episode of Ideal and Crime, the Abigail Murray case. <laughs>
2: deal in crime.
3: The American Broadcasting Company presents I Deal in Crime, starring William Gargan as Ross Dolan.
2: This is Ross Dolan speaking about a woman named Abigail Murray. And if you can draw a picture from the name Abigail, your mental photography is probably correct. She's tall, skinny, with a trim mouth and a trimmer figure. She and Forty became acquainted quite some time back, and she dresses in solid black. I met Abigail Murray in quite the conventional manner.
0: Uh, how do you do? All right, young man. If you're ready to take your feet off your desk and sit up like a gentleman, I'm ready to discuss a business matter with you.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry, madam. I... Uh, I was so interested in your entrance that I forgot my manners.
0: Well, I can see that. Do you mind if I sit down?
2: No, no, not at all. Uh, Please do.
0: (sighs) Thank you, Mr. Dolan. You are, Mr. Dolan? Yes. I'm Abigail Murray. I live in Norwalk, and I'm here in the city on a visit. I see. Also, I happen to be a schoolteacher.
2: I thought so, uh, Miss Murray.
0: Please, call me Miss Abigail. I'm used to that. Been used to it for 30 years.
2: Okay. Miss Abigail, it is.
0: Now, I want to employ you, Mr. Dolan. You ought to be my escort. Are you willing to be that?
2: Well, that depends.
0: Uh, we're not going out to nightclubs and places of that nature. If that's what bothers you, I'm not the type.
2: No. No, I'm afraid you're not.
0: Uh, I merely want you to drive me across the city this evening. I'm visiting an old pupil of mine, and I dislike driving in the dark. Uh,
2: that's all, eh? Huh? Just uh, drive you around tonight?
0: Certainly.
2: Miss Abigail, uh, there must be more than that. If, if you just wanted to go across town, you could have taken a taxi cab or the uh, streetcar. Oh,
0: no, I couldn't do that. All on account of the letter. Letter? Of course, the letter. The
2: one I have in my purse. Oh, oh, Miss Abigail, you didn't tell me about the letter.
0: Naturally not. I haven't come to it yet.
2: Well, this letter, uh, what does it say?
0: It merely says that I'm going to be murdered tonight.
2: I took a long look at Abigail Murray, and believe me, she wasn't kidding. Also, in her prim New England manner, she wasn't particularly worried about the threatening letter, either. He handed it to me, and uh, I read it. Abigail Murray. you should have stayed in Norwalk. Now it's too late, because tonight you are going to die. How did you get this letter, Miss Abigail?
0: It came to the hotel where I'm residing, by special delivery.
2: But uh, uh, who could have sent this letter? Uh, Do you have any enemies? Well,
0: I've been a schoolteacher
2: for 25 years. What do you think? Well, I think the police station is a good spot for you. Come on.
0: Mr. Dolan. I wish you would dispel the notion that you can order me around like a simpleton. I've never gone to the police, and I'm not going to go now.
2: But, Miss Abigail, Now, do you I...
0: wish to escort me across town tonight, or shall I find someone else?
2: Okay, you win. I'll be your escort.
0: Fine. I'm staying at the Plaza. Pick me up at seven.
2: Oh, no. If you want me to guard you, I'm starting in right now.
0: But I'm going to the beauty parlor. <sighs> Having my hair waved.
2: Well, I'll be glad to come along, uh, to make sure the curl isn't too
3: permanent. Uh...
2: Abigail Murray picked up her bag, stuffed a threatening letter in it, and left my office with me right behind. She really did have a date with a hairdresser, and uh, I spent an interesting three hours in the outer room playing handies with a manicurist. Then we had dinner. I had a steak fried while Miss Abigail stayed in New England and had hers boiled. At eight that evening, we were driving along in her car.
0: You know, Mr. Dolan, this is the first time I've driven my car in the city at night.
2: I know, I can Hey, look out!
0: <laughs> hey,
2: didn't you see that truck?
0: Of course I saw it, but I had the right of way.
2: Oh, fine.
0: After all, it was his duty to get out of my way. Uh-huh. They always get out of my way in Norwalk.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't blame them. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, just where are we going?
0: To visit an old pupil of mine at 327 Kendall. His name is Richard Way. He's been seriously ill. When he heard I was going to visit the city, he invited me to come and see him.
2: Would uh, he be the person who sent you that letter?
0: Richard? Oh, hardly. He has the general courage of a field mouse. Hmm. Well, we'll turn here and take a short cut to the park. I enjoy parks at night.
2: I would never have believed it. Oh, uh, Miss Abigail, uh, slow down a little. Mm, Why? Slow down, that's all. Well, but why? There's a car in back of us.
0: You think there's something wrong?
2: Uh, motion him to go around us. He's been trailing us the last few blocks.
0: Very well.
2: The guy had fired three shots at us. Abigail let go of the steering wheel, and our car made a sharp right turn into a convenient tree. By the time I untangled myself and got out, the would-be killer had disappeared in a cloud of blue smoke. No
0: shots. They came right through the back window. He was
2: shooting at us. Uh, not us, Miss Abigail. He was shooting at you. Now, let me see if the car is all right, and then you and I are going to the police. We should have done that in the first place.
0: I want to visit Richard Way.
2: Later. Now, oh, let's see. He banged up the front of the car. Is
0: everything all right, Mr. Dolan?
2: Yeah, yeah. You didn't do any damage. Just uh, dented one fender of it Uh-oh. Now, what's wrong? The tire, it's flat. Is there a spare in back?
0: Oh, yes, yes, of course.
2: Well, hand me the keys, will you? Uh, we'll have to change that tire before we go any further. Uh,
0: here they are.
2: Now, you just take it easy, and I'll have this beauty switched in a hurry.
0: Perhaps I could help, Mr. Dolan.
2: Okay. Come along. Now, we'll just take this wrench, find the jacket. Get back, Miss Abigail.
0: Why? What's wrong, Mr. Dolan? Uh, what's that bundle in there?
2: That's no bundle. That's the body of A man?
0: A man? Well, tell him to come out immediately.
2: I don't believe it would do any good. He's dead. Dead man was tucked into the back of the car like a sack of potatoes. We got a flashlight out of the glove compartment of Abigail Murray's car and looked him over. He'd been shot once; I could see that right away. Then Miss Abigail gave out with a startled exclamation. Mister Dolan,
0: that's Richard. Richard. Richard Way, the man I was going to visit this evening.
2: We've got to get to a telephone right away, Miss Abigail. The police will have to be notified.
0: They'll ask a lot of questions.
2: Oh, murder always brings out the bump of curiosity on a policeman's head. Oh,
0: of course, he could have committed suicide.
2: Oh, sure, sure. This would look like suicide to anyone. The man shoots himself through the heart, then he climbs into the back of your car, pulls down the door, and locks it from the outside. Try again, Miss Abigail.
0: I've got it. That's how I was going to be murdered.
2: You mean they mistook Richard Way for you?
0: No, no, no. Don't you see? The person who wrote me that letter killed Richard Way. They put his body in my car. They knew it be found back there. I'd be accused of murder.
2: I don't know. That sounds like a long way around to arrange a murder frame. Well, let's lock this back and get out of here.
0: You're quite a ways into the park, Mr. Dolan. You think it's safe to walk?
2: It is. If we walk where there isn't a road, I don't think our friend would
0: leave his cup. Uh-oh. The car. He's come back. Out of sight, quick. Is it the same man?
2: I don't know. I can't see good enough. Oh, come on, Miss Abigail. We've got nothing to worry about now. Yeah,
0: but the man in that car, he'll see it.
2: I want him to see it. That car happens to be a prowl car. All right,
0: just, uh, what are you doing back there? Uh, is this your car? That happens to be my car, officer. Oh, it happens to be your car, eh?
2: Don't you know it's against the law to park off this road? Uh, We had a flat tire, officer. Flat tire, eh? And you were looking for your spare back there, huh? In the bushes. Officer, uh, I'm Ross Dolan, the private investigator. So what? Somebody fired a gun at us while we were driving through here. You can see the bullet holes in the back window. Go on. I got out and opened the back to get at the spare tire. There's a dead man in there. So you looked inside and found a... Did you say dead man? Yeah. I'll never look in the back of your car. Come on, both of you. But,
0: Mr. Officer... Come
2: on, I said... Now unlock that turtle bag, Okay. Mm -hmm. You didn't touch him, take anything out of his pocket?
0: Naturally not. Do I look like the sort of person who would touch a dead man?
2: You look like the sort of person who's coming down to headquarters and have a little chat.
0: Headquarters? Why,
2: this is disgraceful. Miss Abigail, if you only let me... One
0: might think that Mr. Dole and I were murderers.
2: Yeah, one might think you were. (laughs) Carter was one of those coldly efficient cops. He had me drive his police car to headquarters while Abigail Murray fumed, fussed, sputtered, and threatened. But it was like knocking down stone fences with a handful of sponges because Carter just sat back with no further comment. When we got to HQ, he herded us into a room for questioning.
0: I shall certainly telegraph the mayor of Norwalk. I've never before been treated in such degrading
2: fashion. Now, don't take it so hard, Miss Abbey. All we've got to do is prove that we didn't kill Richard Way and they'll let us go.
0: But why do we have to prove it? I always thought a person, uh, well, was presumed innocent until they were proved guilty. And so far, no one has proved anything. I
2: know, I know. And that
0: officer, that carter person. Did I hear somebody mentioned my you name? You certainly did. And it was I. I
2: thought so. Now then, I want to ask you both some questions. After that, we'll decide what's to be done. You, Dolan... I looked over your identification. Yeah? What's your story? Well, uh, Miss Murray employed me to drive her across town. I took the job. We were driving through the park. Somebody took a shot at us and blew out a tire.
0: That's when we found Richard. I mean, the body. Miss
2: Murray, I was talking to Mr. Dolan. When I finished with him, there are some matters you and I should
0: do. I was just trying to help.
2: You'll get your chance.
0: Oh.
2: Now, uh, you found the body, huh? Yeah, when I opened the turtle back on the car to get at the spare tire. Then what? Then I started looking around for cop In the bushes, off the road? What kind of a cop were you looking for? All right, Carter, you're having your little fun, but you forget. Some guy with a gunner just fired three shots at it. Did you expect me to parade around like a big, fat target? Go on. Well, when we heard your car approaching, we ducked. When I saw the PD label on the door, we came out, period. Okay. Now, Miss Murray, you employed Dolan because you were afraid you'd received a threatening letter. I
0: substantiated that statement with proof, Mr. Carter. I gave you the letter
2: I received. So you did, and that's why I'm asking all these questions. You see, the dead man, Richard Way, had some notes in his own handwriting in his pockets. Is
0: there something unusual about that?
2: There is in this case, Miss Murray. Comparing the handwriting on the notes with the letter you received, we came to the conclusion that they were both the same. What? The man who threatened you by mail was the man you found dead in your car. <laughs> There was a lot of similar chit-chat which took place at police headquarters, but Carter finally let us go. He warned us not to leave town, which was a little ridiculous because I have an office here. And Miss Abigail told Carter she wouldn't miss the fun at this point for a carton of eggs. I took her back to the plaza and went home to my apartment, wondering what would happen next. An hour later, it turned out to be a blonde.
0: I'm Sam Murray. You're Ralph Dolan.
2: And this is pretty late at night. What's on your mind, little lady? Don't little lady me, Dolan.
0: Where's my aunt, Abby?
2: Abby? Oh, you mean Miss Abigail.
0: Yes, I mean Miss Abigail. Where is she?
2: Well, the last I saw of her, she was digging a flannel nightgown out of her telescope bag down at the Plaza Hotel. Get out
0: of the way. I'm going to search your apartment. You're
2: going to what? Move, I said. Now, just a second. You can't come fucking in Where her- is she? Try my refrigerator. She's probably hiding behind an ice cube. I'm not
0: going to waste time on you, Dolan. I came here to find my aunt. And if you don't turn her up in 30 seconds, I'll phone the police.
2: I wish you would. And while you're calling, enter a complaint for me, too.
0: I know all about you. You're one of those ruthless private detectives. You're one degree removed from a crook. You, you take money under tables and under false pretenses. And I'm
2: going to turn you over my knee and spank you if you don't stop that. Now, what's this all about? You
0: mean you don't know where Aunt Abby is?
2: The last time I saw her, she was ready to hit the sheets for a full complement of slumber. What gave you the idea she was here?
0: But I called her at the hotel. She didn't answer.
2: How'd you get up here?
0: A man answered Auntie's room. He said that she'd come up here, that you'd force her to come with you.
2: Me? Force Miss Abigail to do anything she didn't want to? Why, that little old gal has a mind all of her own.
0: But then, who was the man in her hotel room?
2: That's what we're going to find out.
0: He's at the Plaza.
2: Uh, I just told you that.
0: Oh, Dolan, are you sure you took
2: her home? I certainly am.
0: I wonder what could have happened
2: to her. Plaza Hotel. Miss Abigail Murray, please.
0: One moment. Did she answer?
2: Give her a chance, will you?
0: Well? Well?
2: No answer yet. I'm sorry, sir, but Miss Murray is not in her room. Do you wish to leave a message? Yeah, yeah. Have her call Ross Dola when she comes in. Yes, sir. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, did you see Miss Murray a little earlier this evening with a man? A man? Uh, let me think. Oh, yes. I saw her earlier in with a big, beefy character wearing a wrinkled gray suit and a brown hat. Would you know him, sir? I would. It happens to be me. Oh, no, sir. You mean,
0: it was I.
2: It was me, and don't you forget it. He's
0: not there, is he?
2: No. And the clerk doesn't seem to remember her going out. Hmm.
0: Well, in that
2: case, Mr. Dolan, I'm sorry I bothered you. Good Boy, she certainly was in a hurry. I wonder... Hey, Miss Murray! Miss Murray, I want to ask you if... <laughs> I never did find out what hit me, but from the size of the bump on my noggin when I woke up, I figured it was at least the Santa Fe Chief or a constellation full speed ahead. The first thing that greeted my sight when I opened my eyes was a pair of black shoes. I let my eyes travel upwards. All right, Dolan, what did you do with her? Do with whom? Abigail Murray. She's disappeared. That's what I like about you, Carter. You always bring out the news when it's a day old. Get on your feet. I want to ask you some questions. You've just got no mercy at all. Hey, let me shake the ache out of my gray matter. What happened up here? Somebody slugged you? Oh, no, no, no. I, I just butted my head against the wall. I, I do it all the time. Now then, what happened to Abigail Murray? You know as much as I do, Carter. You know about the car disappearing? Her car? Well, you took care of that. I sent the wagon out to pick up the body. They brought in the body, and the garage man sent a truck out after the car. When he got there, it was gone. Well, you got me. This is the first I've heard about that. I called Miss Murray at her hotel. She had gone. No one had seen her leave. Now, Dolan, just what goes on around here? What's the gag? I told you, I don't know. I called her, too. Her niece was up here looking for her. Her what? Her niece, uh, Fay Murray. Niece, huh? Well, what's wrong with that? We checked on Abigail Murray at Norwalk, and she hasn't got a father, a mother, no brothers, and no sisters. So obviously, she couldn't have a niece. Mm. So what are you trying to give me? A little information on what happened after I took Abigail Murray to the Plaza Hotel. I came home, was here an hour when her niece showed up. I'm trying to tell you, Abigail Murray doesn't have a niece. So the girl just said she was her niece. Give me a description on the way downtown.
3: I'll get out a call on it.
2: On the way downtown? Where am I going now? I'm going to the morgue. I want you to take another look at Richard Way. It uh, couldn't wait for morning. I want you to see that body before it disappears, too. I began to think about a number of things regarding Abigail Murray. Also, Faye Murray, the niece who wasn't a niece. Who was she? And why was she looking for Miss Abigail? Then we pulled up in front of the morgue, got out of the car, and went in. Did you take anything out of the dead man's pocket, Dolan? The first thing I learned as a private detective was to leave that strictly alone. Why? I just wondered. In here. Say, uh, who's the guy over there? You'll find out in due time. Okay, take a look. Is this the man you found in the back of your car? Yep. Sure. You can make a positive identification? Yep. I remember where the bullet struck. Also his face. Uh-huh. Mr. Way, would you mind stepping this way, please? Uh, yes. Yeah. I must be seeing double. This can't be. Well, Dolan, what do you say now? Well, this guy must be the dead man's twin brother. I've never seen such a resemblance before. That's right. This is John Way, Wei, Richard Way's twin brother. Ross Dolan. Oh, now oh. then, Mr. Way, uh, mind telling me again... When did you see your brother last? About 7 o'clock. He said he had an errand and left the apartment. Did he mention his appointment with Miss Murray? No, he didn't. You have no idea how your brother's body got in the back of Miss Murray's car? None whatsoever. Okay, thanks, Mr. Wayne. We'll call you if we need you. Thank you. Say, hey, you want any more from me, Carter? No, just be around where I can find you. Well, I'll be home. Say, hey, by the way, uh, Have you checked the bullet holes in Miss Murray's car to see if they match with the bullet in the dead man? I'd love to, but we haven't found the car yet. Say, when you do, Carter, I've got a little bet for you. Yes? I'll give you two to one, they match. I walked out of the morgue onto the street, leaving a very puzzled Carter standing there. But no more puzzled than a private eye named Dolan. The street was dark and forbidding. The lights in that district were black with age, and the buildings were dark and gloomy. I wondered how one twin felt when the other one died, because I'd read stories about the invisible threads which bound such people together. Then I felt a hand on my arm. Dolan, wait. Well, Miss Fay Murray, or uh, have you switched to another name by this time?
0: Dolan, I've come to ask a favor. A big one.
2: And I'm going to ask one of you. Just turn around and walk back into that morgue. There's a cop there named Carter who just loved to please meet you. Please,
0: please, Dolan, listen to me. Forget all about Miss Abigail.
2: You mean your aunt? Or uh, aren't you the niece who isn't the niece?
0: I can't explain anything to you right now, but if you'll promise me something, I'll tell you the whole story in a few days.
2: Well, that's so kind of you. I get shot at, hit over the head, dragged around by the police, lose sight of my client, and you want me to wait. What for? This
0: is a matter of life and death, Dolan. I'm asking you to forget about everything that's happened.
2: So? Because
0: if you don't, Somebody
2: else will die too. Say Murray, if she was Say Murray, had one great trick. She could disappear like nothing I've ever seen before. By the time I opened my mouth to ask another question, she'd melted away like a bonbon on a hot rock. I went down towards the lighted corner and ten minutes later was in a taxi cab. I retraced the same route I'd taken earlier with Miss Abigail when the cab got to the spot where the shooting had occurred, I got out and looked around. But there was nothing to look at, so I got going again. I remembered Miss Abigail mentioning the address of Richard Way. It was 327 Kendall on the other side of the park. I got out a block away. I stood there until the blinking red taillight had disappeared around the corner. I wanted to be sure no one had followed me. Then I made my way inside the apartment building and got the apartment number off the mailbox. I didn't care to announce my presence, so I took it very easy going up the stairs. The apartment building was as quiet as the grave, and the word grave reminded me of the dead man lying down in the morgue. When I got to the door of the apartment I was looking for, I could hear voices. John Way and Faye Murray, but they were too low to make out, so I looked for another method of getting in on the know. The apartment was one of those two-bedroom and bath affairs with a separate door for the kitchen. I moved inside through the kitchen. The two voices grew in intensity as I moved towards the living room door.
0: John, John you promised.
2: Of course I did, my dear. Of course I did. To get you back here.
0: But you told me if I got rid of Dolan, you'd take care of everything. You'd let Miss Abigail go. Oh,
2: and so I am, my dear. I'm going to take care of everything.
0: You know I could go to the police. I could tell them the whole story.
2: In your present condition, I hardly
0: think so. In that case, I'll scream. I'll yell as I hey, you, you Make one sound, or I'll kill you right now.
2: I took a chance and moved closer. What I saw surprised me, because the girl was tied in her chair, hand and foot, while John Way held his hand over her mouth. I started inside, but he was quicker than I was.
0: Put up your hand.
2: One move and I shoot.
0: Dolan, I told you.
2: You, come here. Sure. Oh, you just couldn't take Faye's advice. You had to come around here snooping. I'm beginning to figure a lot of things, Way. You killed your brother. Well, you're very observing. Where's Abigail Murray? What'd you do with her? Oh. oh! You want to know where Abigail Murray is, dear? Yeah. You know, I think I'll arrange for you to find out. I'll go a step further. I'll arrange for you to go with her. Well, she's still alive then, huh? Where is she? In the turtle back of a car. I put her there. Hey, what's the matter with this guy, Say, Is he office drunk? Faye, if you say I'm insane, I'll kill you right here. So, that's the way it is. You think I'm insane, too, don't you? That's I am. All my life, it's rich at this, rich at that, rich at the other thing. Why, well, Now, you're in pretty deep, mister. Better hand me that gun. Oh, you think you're sly, don't you? You think I'm going to just hand it over like that? But not... No? No. No, I've got it all set up. You, Fay, and Abigail are taking a little drive with me. Only I'm coming back alone. You stole the car, huh? Before the cops came back. Of course that was very clever of me, don't you think? Uh, you answered the phone in Abigail Murray's room when they called her, didn't you? <sighs> of course. I dropped in to see my old teacher. She was such pals, you know. she always gave me such good marks. <laughs> You're quite a clever guy. Uh, how'd you get her out of the hotel? On the back way, Servant Center. Quite deserted. I arranged that, too. Then you came over and conked me on the head, huh? Yes. Yes, after I locked up Miss Abigail in the car. Well, you get around, Mr. Way. You see, I followed Say, I thought she might do something silly like employing you. But I prevailed upon her to forget it.
0: Didn't I, my dear? You lied to me. You told me that if I got rid of Dolan, you'd let Miss Abigail go free.
2: Oh, no. No. What I said was that I'd see that Miss Abigail was free. And she shall be. Because one is free when one is dead. What are you gonna do? Drive the car in the river? They'll never find it buried in the mud. They won't find us either. That's really not. You'll be in the car from now on. You stay in Abigail. And, uh, what happens when you try to get me out of here? I could start a rocket. <laughs> I have that plan too. Turn around. What for? I said turn. Okay. Now what happens? It's going to hit you over the head. Not too hard, but just hard enough to keep you quiet for a while, I guess. <laughs> no! No, 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 no! it! You I think you can make me? <laughs> I think I can. I, uh, Lucky enough to catch John Way with a fast chop to the chin. Then I phoned Carter, who came out with a squat and took John Way down to the clink. At his trial, a group of doctors testified that he was violently and incurably insane. Later, I had a meeting with Miss Abigail and, of course, Fay at the Flamingo.
0: My, my, Mr. Dillon! When I asked you to drive with me that night, I never dreamed that we would become involved in such an adventure.
2: Well, neither did I. What
0: puzzled me is, how did John get hold of my car long enough to put Richard's body in it?
2: Well, he told the doctors at the trial that he saw you take it into a filling station to have it greased. He represented himself as your brother, took the car, put his brother's body in it, and returned it to your hotel.
0: Oh, um, think of that. Uh,
2: why did he hate you so much, Miss Annie? And, and why uh, hate his brother?
0: You know, I can't understand that. Richard was gay, a good student, well liked. John was exactly the opposite Moody, a bad student, with violent dislike.
2: It uh, probably gnawed away at his mind until he made it up to get rid of the two people he hated.
0: Well, I think you're right.
2: Well, now, let's talk about Faye, dear. Why the pose is Miss Abigail's niece?
0: Faye, you're merely an old friend. Why did you say you were my niece? Only because I thought it might carry weight with Mr. Dolan. Only I was weighed and found wanting.
2: Oh, purely in a business sense. Try uh, me on the uh, social time sometimes.
0: Tonight?
2: Uh, the sooner the better.
0: And, of course, I'm coming along, too. You know, I've never been to a nightclub. <laughs> I've never even done the, uh, the number. Now,
2: now, now, take it easy, Miss Abby. Uh, how do you know you like it?
0: Oh, I shall. After all, a girl my age can get into trouble, too.
2: Yeah, you can say that again. Good night, folks.
3: Don't forget to listen again next week, same time, over most of these ABC stations, when you will hear William Gargan say, I deal in crime. I deal in crime, starring William Gargan as Ross Dolan, is a special presentation of the American Broadcasting Company. It is written and directed by Ted Hedeker. Special music is arranged and conducted by Rudy Schrager. Now here's a special program note. International intrigue. That's what David Harding finds himself involved in on tomorrow's thrilling counter-spy case. Don't miss David Harding counter-spy tomorrow afternoon over the same ABC station.
1: Welcome back. This was another uh, nice little case. And I have to say that uh, a lot of the old-time radio sites tend to give... uh, Ideal in crime, not a whole lot of uh, credit, but it—it it, actually was a pretty fun series here. Not quite as good as Barry Craig, which we're going to start on next week, but still pretty good uh, lip from uh, Ross Dolan here. I cracked it. Uh, I cracked up listening to him talking to the police uh, detective in his uh, apartment, as well as at uh, Miss, uh, at uh, Miss Murray's suggestion of. The body in the back, uh, in the trunk of the car being a suicide. Well, we now turn to listener feedback and uh, comments. Murph comments regarding Ideal and Crime. Uh, Sketch Henderson did the music for Ideal and Crime. He is well known to many of us, at least to many of us of a certain age. Before Jay Leno was, uh, of course, Johnny Carson, whose band leader for most of his run was Doc uh, Severinson. But before Doc was the funny and very talented Sketch Henderson. He was a talented character in his own right, thought it was worth a mention. Well, certainly was. Thanks so much, Murph. We also a uh, question uh, from Facebook. Tim asks, when are you going to get to The Saint, and are you planning on doing The Shadow? Well, The Saint is still quite a few years off. Love the sh- love the series, will enjoy doing it. But I've got a few things I want to... Uh, work together and i think you'll like the way we end up uh, running it Uh, in terms of the shadow uh, I've, i've kind of addressed it before the shadow is it's got some elements of the detective show and even a few episodes that i've heard that seem like a traditional detective show but it's really uh not quite the same, so I don't have it on my list of programs to do that and that and the shadow has been one that has had the most or I should say the highest level of what i, I call dubious uh copyright claims that I don't tend to believe are valid, but also I'd rather not uh deal with it. so the Shadow's uh not on our list of shows to do at this point uh you can always check it, uh check out which shows we're going to do if you go to greatdetectives.net, dot net and just uh, uh, d- hit the Control-F button and search for the big list. And that will bring up our page listing all the shows we're planning on doing. Some that I, I, I'm i going to want to listen to more to get a feel for. If I think they work good for the show. And then some I'm just not going to do. But thanks for the question, Tim. And then Phil in London writes, love your podcast. Keep them coming. Thanks for all the great work that you do from uh, Phil... Uh, In London, England. Well, thanks so much, Phil. And uh, now we uh, have a couple quick uh, programming notes. First of all, if you have our app or the uh, premium site, we've got a special uh, bonus for you. Uh, Another show we have uh, decided uh, to do, The Private Files of Rex Saunders starring Rex Harrison. We've added to the list of shows that we want to uh, eventually do. It's a pretty uh, well done, uh interesting and charming detector show. I like it quite a bit. So that is now uh, on our list and uh, we will uh, as is our custom offer you a sample episode. Unhosted, of course, to give you a feel as to what it's like. Also, um we've mentioned Martin Kane. You'll also you'll be given the opportunity to see Martin Kane as uh this uh, month's uh, video theater ep- uh, is going to be an episode of the TV show Martin Kane with William Gargan, which we will play uh, next Sunday, the day before we start into Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator. But that will do it for us for now. We will be back tomorrow with Rogue's Gallery. And then join us next week for our first adventure with Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator. If you have a comment, send it to Box13 at greatdetectives.net. Be sure to uh, cast your vote for the show on Podcast Alley, podcastalley.greatdetectives.net. And you can always give us a call, 208-991-4783. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.